0: Hello, guys. Welcome to uh, the Great Canadian Happy Hour here once again. We're still sitting up at the lodge. I got Jason Hamilton beside me on my right, Steve Yanish to the left, and Paul Hamilton across the Rubbermaid table, (laughs) looking (laughs) dead into my eyes. And this is Hammer here. (laughs) We're we're going to be doing a little bit of talking about Lake Trout fishing to start off here, and then we're just going to see where things take us.
1: Yeah. So uh, we we talked about fishing on uh, the, the first episode that we did. And just to let you guys know, if you saw it on social media, that 36 or 37-inch lake trout that, uh, that you guys uh, saw that I had, that's my personal best through the ice. Um, I've caught, I've been lucky enough to catch uh, some big lake trout open water, but that's my personal best through the ice. Um, I know Jason and Paul, I've, I've been here, been lucky enough to be here when these guys caught some good ones. Through the ice. Paul, yours was, uh, I don't know. It was like 39, 40, something like that. Yeah,
2: yes, yeah, I don't think 40, but upper 30s, yeah. Yeah, it was a
1: big fish. Mm-hmm. And Jason, Years was... 41, three-eighths.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rounding up, though. Couldn't get a half out of there no. at <laughs> all.
3: Both of those were within sight of the lodge, though. Yeah. They were, yeah. Uh, honestly, in some of the best lake trout that we catch in open water are within inside of the lodge And i think there's there's been some folks that have been out on some real windy crappy days in the in the springtime right it's, it's they're trolling the sand here and this yeah. is like the center of all the arms where all the arms of scott lake come together and you troll around the lodge on this sand it's a lot of structure here and a lot of darn big fish have been caught here you know i know j5 has been a winter angler up at scott lake lodge for a long time <laughs> yeah. he was doing some uh, some care caretaking and uh, babysitting the lodge for many years he caught some nice lake trout and he didn't go you know more than a half mile from the lodge to, to do that yeah. well he's by himself one thing you
1: guys got to know up here is it's a it's a bit of a different world um you know there is a bit of a reality check that you don't really want to get that far away we're lucky here we've got Four guys, four capable outdoor guys, and two, two, two snowmobiles, really good snowmobiles, yeah. really reliable snowmobiles. So we can travel a little further. But if you're J five by yourself, you don't want to get any further away than
2: and you yet, can walk home. His snowmobile that that was here was <laughs> atrocious. The baloney's boy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a baloney skin he, <laughs> Yeah,
3: He yeah. did
1: not want to go any further than I shot. Yeah. Yeah. You want yeah. to be able to walk home.
2: Yeah.
0: So I don't even know how that beast made a loop. Or on the island, that thing that oh, thing was terrible.
3: I think oh. there, I think it has some stories. It must no, have some stories,
2: some belts chewed, and it's still here. If anyone wants to go on a little uh, scenic walk, yeah, <laughs> you have yeah, to check it out.
1: It's Final a, resting place is behind the old gym. Yeah, the, yeah. the
3: five hundred three Grand, Grand Touring is yeah. uh, toured its last last <laughs> steps by the sounds of it. It's a relic. <laughs> so when we're when we're up here in the winter, late road fishing, and I mean we we're up here working, but the sort of guys that we are right i mean you gotta you gotta go for a trout jig i mean you can't be up here in this part of the world not try and catch a trout and a big one but so hammer what's your number one lure what do you figure what's your go-to like you're you're coming out of the gate super hot like you normally do what's tied on your
0: tail's wagon uh, tails wagon what i got what i'm tying on right now would be a rattle bait. Now, my rattle bait really sucked yesterday. But I'm, might have, I'm, I'm kind of blaming it. I'm looking at depths. I'm looking at that. And I was also hungover. And maybe it was, it was mental stability. We're not sure. But it sucked yesterday. Yeah, it was a spoon bite yesterday for sure. Um,
1: my best yesterday was this slender little silver spoon with a little lightning bolt on it. It was kind of a, kind of a
2: cheesy spoon, but it seemed to work. Yeah. I had the same thing a little wider spoon, but uh, as Mike Schaefer would call it, dimpled. dimpled, dimpled. My dimpled spoon worked. Can't go wrong with gold no, dimples. No, maybe. I got a. I think I had a hat trick yesterday. Maybe, maybe two, three. I can't remember.
3: Hat trick, liney. Oh, bad. <laughs>
2: anyway. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was good.
3: I've been flogging a tube jig up here, and I found some fairly large tube jigs, and thought that that was a way to go. And it was until Steve started catching all the fish on the spoon and I didn't have any options to change up. <laughs> We're not exactly rolling as big as we yeah. roll in the boats. We're rolling like a pocket
1: full of tackle. Yeah. Not going yeah. to use that tack. spoon
3: because it's stuck in my pocket. Yeah. Pocket full of tackle and toboggan full of beer. <laughs>
0: That's uh, This is a true story.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely,
1: for me anyway, learned a little bit on this trip. Was that uh, it seems like um, sharp break lines close to shore? Yeah, seems to be the pattern. Like right? most of the guests that come, they know sand, gravel, yeah, sand gravel. At least
2: mostly guests in the like midsummer on are used to the deep water, like the seventy to ninety type thing. And uh, you know, this time of year is not even close to that. It's no, they could they could know, be anywhere. They could be anywhere. They I mean. could they could.
3: be in five feet of water they can be in a 100 feet of water and that's that's kind of what's been interesting with trout i mean some of the biggest fish that we've caught up here have been under 20 feet of water Mm -hmm. but then we got on a real sharp break and we had some numbers and we had some nice fish yesterday Mm -hmm. so that was that was kind of neat and i think that's something that's repeatable you know in a lot of different places around here absolutely oh
2: absolutely yeah any points
0: Islands, and, mainland, and, whatever. And that's always our battle up here is trying to, to travel because we are trying to, we are here to work, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. not on a fishing trip, but <laughs> like we happen to take a few hours to go fishing so we get to where we can get, we can try what we can try and, uh, and, and, you, I mean, there's trout all over the place. We, always we, see we could him, always like,
3: stay longer, fish.
0: Oh, uh, I'd be game. <laughs> I got to
3: really know where to be. Yeah. yeah.
0: No. Other than a shower, that would be kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. shower, shower wouldn't hurt. Yeah, you're you going about shower, day, yeah. day so
2: 10 do by now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the bird basses aren't cutting it anymore. Here,
1: just a, just a little bit of a topic here, just a little sideline. How good is that Strike Master electric auger?
2: Oh, it's oh. unbelievable.
1: What Garrett. a game changer.
2: 40 volt. Yeah. Like, just, that's
1: crazy. I'm running a, at home, I'm running a Strike Master Honda 4-stroke, which five years ago was game changing, and I don't regret buying it. It's a fantastic unit. Eight inch, um, drilled probably well over a thousand holes with it, maybe 2,000 holes with it, and it's been flawless, but this this new electric is is just unbelievable. Nice. Nice. Like,
2: it's crazy. It's just effortless and no yeah, noise, no, no exhaust, no anything. Just you know. I mean, yeah. we're you know drill we're drilling and, through 36
3: inches of ice and doesn't slow down. We we just don't even come close to tapping a battery part way. The torque, the
0: torque. There's endless torque on those electric motors. You know where your gas will kind of bog out and yeah it, yeah, it it doesn't. The speed of it doesn't change no matter the load you're putting it
2: under. We'll see. We'll see if it can last. Yeah, it's really over it's really years.
3: cool. Hopefully, those batteries last, or mm-hmm. we, you know, that's the question, I guess. Yeah, we can get multiple multiple years out of a battery. The lithium batteries seem to last pretty good. I mean, the charge lasts quite a, quite a while on those. They do, yeah. yeah. But that's something. I mean, we you know, we had a an auger up here for how many years? That that Eskimo auger, and it was broke in about eight places <laughs> and then finally the the recoil pulled out and we didn't have any option And we were starting to, what was it last march we were starting with the uh drill with the, with the drill, drill. Yeah. <laughs> and then then at some point that stopped working but yeah. you know that that's sort of the challenge that's, that you you've got to do here because even even getting water i mean we've got the best water in the world mm. but it's it's got a pretty good uh, cap on it <laughs> <You> know,
2: we, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to get through that to get a little bit of water
0: So, I mean, you could melt snow But it's definitely nice when you can just
3: Pot out a few tubs of water out of the lake And yeah. know from a freshly drilled hole Yeah. Here's a question for you guys You've been a lot, of, a lot of folks up here on a lot of winter trips How many pike have you caught in the winter at Scott Lake? Uh, that would be a big zero
2: I'm at zero I'm zero too
0: I've never... I've never tried though. I've never had the opportunity to try, and if I'm I, stubborn.
3: If I was a, if I was saying you had a lot of tip ups up one time, one time, yes, <laughs> yes. your carry on was tip ups. Where were we You're fishing, fishing the, that time, though? Uh, off the off the front, uh, like off the front of Alfred's Island.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah,
3: trout water. Yeah, trout, water. <laughs> trout water. Yeah, that's where
0: that, my, the whole mission. I don't know if you listened to uh, podcasts back. I guess we we're. We were kind of trying to make it the trapper boat. Um, I, I, was, I was pointing to the feds. We were going to get some big pike. You know, we were we even, were going to crush them. Even pike for dinner. That's what we <laughs> wanted. Yeah, a little little dinner some...
3: pike. I mean, trout. Trout was very good. Paulie did a trout up. Yeah, yeah. A, tr- a salsa, a cheddar salsa trout was a good. That was very good. It bro. was very good. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Phils. Thanks. But yeah, like trapper boat. If we're if we're back home, like. Hammer, you've, you've caught a ton of big pike this winter on your home waters. I mean, you've been out there fishing a fair bit, and, and you've got those guys pretty dialed in. But up here, it just seems like everything's a little bit different. And, and if we were to look at all the, like on paper, Trapper Boat just seems like it should be the place to go.
0: It would pay out front. It's perfect. That It's got a nice, you know, 10-foot flat out front, up into even shallower. And And, and I know back home, we're fishing a lot of times the multi the multi spawning areas or or channel ways that lead into spawning areas, and uh, and you they'll start staging in February around where we're at in in kind of central Saskatchewan, uh, up here being we're six hundred miles north. I think a big thing with us not catching pike up here through the ice is that we're it's a month behind we're we're later here these pike are spawning at the end of May into June where our pike back home are probably. Could even start spawning maybe end of April, beginning of May. What do you think yeah. of that? Oh, and, I, I think
3: yeah. he... Anyways, the, the back of those bays are opening up in April, right? I mean, those, yeah. that, that shallow water. So in in now I think, you know, we could maybe fluke into some pike, but we just... It might not be even responsible to catch them if they're if they're 60, 70 feet deep. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't want to kill the fish up here. We, we got maybe customers something. coming up and they they're expecting to catch big pike and the last thing we want to do is dork em. <laughs> the <laughs> last thing we want to do is dork
0: yeah no i i think you know i think if we were gonna gonna try some of that maybe we, we could try some of the late even the late fall spots off rocks and in channels uh places that wouldn't freeze so low that they could still those fish are still kind of moving through you need you know maybe you need 12 foot of water or something like that kind of consistently. We fished the like North
3: that. Cut, though, you, and you guys have yeah, fished the North yeah, Cut, though, and that's years, a perennial so spot where pike, there's always pike around, and it's, yeah. why, why aren't pike, are they they're, but, they're coming and eating in different parts of the world, but right. we just can't seem to dial them in in no. shallow enough water to make the worthwhile. That's true.
0: Yeah, Maybe we just haven't put enough time they and do effort in. orientate a lot to the shorelines here even in the summer like tight
3: i think a lot you know, of the time is what's happening the guests are asking us to renovate everything and, and build stuff so nicely that we don't have enough time to properly concentrate on catching big pike up here in i auditor. would say maybe next year we
1: just put all that on hold just come up here for yeah, you know fish two three weeks at a time and just fish
0: yeah i, yeah. I completely <laughs> i'm i'm in yeah. four guys
1: four sleds surrounded by Tommy. yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No, i'm sure he'd be behind that yeah
2: yeah <laughs>
0: well, I don't even, I mean, we don't even need to collect a wage on that trip. We just got to just, just fish.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but really and truly, guys, like,
2: uh, we, nice fish, we fish <laughs> a lot of
1: water. Um, Jason and I and a couple of friends do a, an annual April trip up into northern Manitoba because it doesn't close, and uh, up here, most of our, our fishing closes in the end of March. Um, and, and Scott Lake, well, let's be honest, Scott Lake's a bit of an anomaly, like uh i know coming here as a new guide and trying to learn this water it's yeah it's it's different there's a lot a lot of different patterns a lot of different uh different different structure to look at different different uh way to look at fishing period yeah at scott lake a lot of
2: rocks a lot, a lot of, of rocks not a lot of weeds and a lot of rock mm-hmm.
3: and the thing is too right the bar is high because there's a the guide team is exceptional, right? And then, if you don't come in, well, thank you, Jason. <laughs> with a li- with a little bit of a uh, with yeah. a little bit of a creel that day, then you're gonna have to buy the drinks around the bar. You know, <laughs> the shots the shots of the anger are gonna buy themselves, as as they say. <laughs> yeah, but you
0: know, one more thing on those pu- winter pike, and i I <laughs> must we're not done here. We got Whale Lake off of Scott, which is a shallow body of water. Would not be at all a trout fishery. We would find pike in there.
3: Well, and if you're if you're getting a hit, you're going to get a pike.
0: Yeah, and, and unless and the
3: trout migrate there in the winter, that could. Be. I don't uh, doubt it. Don't
0: think so. <laughs> and and another another spot that is kind of an anomaly is uh, the premier cabbage, where the weeds never die. That's true. And and everybody,
2: we if tried you the fish cabbage pike, off off here off. Here. TK's cabbage just by the lodge here, and we caught nothing but trout in it. What well, was the cabbage still there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Was. Well, you actually would catch it, you'd just snag. I do, I do, th- I snag think, yeah. with you on the, yeah, yeah. the way. Yeah. I think the way thing is, uh,
1: is a- someday we got to give it a try.
2: But
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've went night, night fishing there, you know, and, and trolled, tried to troll down the middle of way where he, You wouldn't think anything was, and and we still caught Pike.
2: Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. That's cool. Now we're up here. We're in quarantine. (laughs) Still. I mean, we've self-isolated to the extreme. And, you know, going on two weeks, no one's been sick, so we think we're safe. We're going home. What happens now, fellas? Does life change? Are you Not gonna one, go home to go home to a quarantine, and that's gonna be different than, than yeah. this, or what? Not <laughs> one bit. I think uh, I think I'm
0: I'm getting home. We're gonna get home late Sunday night. Uh, you know, I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna do is have a shower, and, and then I I'll, think it's a two shower, maybe a two, two shower. shower
3: arrival at, at
0: yeah minimum. yeah. You get to turn the high pressure on for sure, and uh, and and then uh, I'm who's got that
3: kind of money? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First one's cold, second yeah, one's hot. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, you never know. I got him off water bills. You know, she's all well water <laughs> the way she goes. Run her out of the tank. But uh, but no. Then then Monday Monday Tuesday is the last two days of, of of fishing season in Saskatchewan for at least lakes that aren't stocked, which is all our pike and walleye. And and uh
3: I mean, it I'm going for big pike. I'm going fishing. It's the way it is. Yeah. How do you so? Let, how do you go for those pike? I mean, you're, you're tip up fishing. It's all
0: tip up fishing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna set up and we're gonna cut off spawning spawning locations and uh, and catch the pike that are moving around there. A lot of weather oriented fish. Uh, it it changes day to day. Some day some days you'll catch every flag that pops. Uh, the next day you'll miss you'll miss sixty percent of them. It all has to do with the mood of the fish. It's not it's uh, their bite changes
3: uh, and it's directly related to the weather so one thing i wanted to touch on here and i Mm -hmm. think that you've got the right idea is the way that you that you rig up for pike when you're fishing tip-ups because i think that's a very very cool thing to know and it's a responsible thing to know when you're chasing big pike tell tell you uh you know tell everybody how you rig your tip-up line it's a little different than the traditional well we we
0: kind of got actually j5 was a, was the one that actually uh got us onto it in that area we were always running quick strike rigs which is, is two or three trebles and and you know hooking big things like mackerels and uh, smelts ciscos whatever you were running but you had those treble hooks dangling dangling there and uh you know kind of eight out of every ten fish you caught was hooked with a treble hook deep down its throat bleeding if the weather conditions are right, you're, you're, you're trying to in a rush to remove these hooks. Even barbless, they can still be difficult, you know, for somebody, because a uh, pike's jaw just clamps right down. You need, you, we use jaw spreaders in the winter time, but don't really need them in the summer. But uh, it seems like the fish clamp shut. So we've gone on to circle hooks. Which, so we've just been running a five odd circle hook with a, about a six inch smelt, sending them roughly three feet off the bottom, you know, depending on depth. Sometimes if you're only in six foot of water, we'll set, I'll set them a foot underneath the ice or, you know, which ends up being about probably two and a half feet off the bottom or something like that. But, uh, um, it seems to work well when the, when the fish are eating, uh, the, you, you, you you'll catch eight out of 10 in the corner of the mouth. And even the ones that are caught, uh, deep down the throat is just, uh, you know, you, you hold your fish, I'll take my pliers, you hold your fish right in the hole and I'll take my pliers and go through the gills. It gets a simple twist, hooks popped out, pull the line out, and it fishes up for a quick measurement, photograph, and it's down the hole within a matter of seconds. And 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 uh, it, one thing that uh, winter fish are fragile. You have to watch their eyes freeze, their gills freeze.
3: Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much below freezing to have that effect on it. <laughs> and you know something that we talk about at Scott Lake, especially, is how long it takes for a fish to reach that trophy size and that's the same everywhere is by the time they, they reach you know 40 inches which is sort of the number that we we talk about as a trophy size for pike that takes 10 12 years and it takes probably not that far off in a lot of places and where we're fishing and you know being respectful to the fish and making sure that they're there again is huge and it's something that obviously that you know, is a a huge testament to our guide team that they're thinking about all the time, all season long. Mm-hmm. So, Jens, yeah, what are, what are you doing when you get home? Oh, geez. Um. Well, when I
1: when I head home, I'm probably going to be looking at uh, a little bit of shed hunting. Definitely, that's uh, that's one of the things on my list. Uh, as you guys know, I I have a hunting business, and I started. I didn't start as a fishing guide, I started as a hunting guide, and uh, it's it's in my blood, I was born and raised a hunter, and, and where I grew up is is great whitetail country, and we have them in the backyard, and I love picking those sheds, and just watching deer over the years, you know, whether or not we harvest them, um, just seeing them grow, seeing what they, you know, what they become, and, uh, you know, I, I'm an antler hoarder, i I literally hoard them. I don't get rid of them. I, I love every one of them, and each one's a story to me. So that's that's gonna be high on my priority list. Uh, I trapped all winter, and I got a few more hides to prepare for sale. So I'll probably finish that up pretty quick. Um, so yeah, I got a few things on the go, and then we got that fishing trip that we always go on. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's that's one of my highlights for the winter is, is that fishing trip that kind of marks spring for us. So, uh, head out, do a little walleye trout or, uh, lake trout and pike fishing. So yeah, a few things on the go, definitely. Um, and then get ready for spring. So there's things on the farm that got to get, uh, got to get prepared and got to get, uh, finished up. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely going to be on the list, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's shed hunting. That's, uh, and I'm just gonna throw it out there because I know all of us. Greg, you're white tail outfitter. That's your bread and butter right there. So you're gonna be doing that. And Jason's gonna be doing it. Paulie, I know you're gonna go to, to get out there and stretch the legs a little bit in the bush. Yeah, let's uh, let's throw a little bit. friendly bet on. Uh, biggest white tail shed. Um, we'll throw a bottle on it. Eh? Yeah. Want to okay. Bet that. okay. Whoever gets yeah.
3: the biggest white tail shed, bottle on it. What bottle of what?
1: Uh, winner's choice, I guess. Or whatever you surprise the guy with oh no that can't be dirty though
3: well <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's just what it is okay.
1: but here's the yeah. okay is what it is but you got to drink it with the with the winners okay. so you can't yeah, be that for, dirty right, you're yeah, only like hurting that. yourself right. right yeah those no, those good, it's got to go
0: got to go around the table yeah. yeah so we're talking a big bottle
3: Okay, so we <laughs> one one side of a whitetail shed. Whatever whatever side is scoring the biggest. Single, That's, yeah, single yeah, side sing, score. Single, single side size score. Size score. Sounds good. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm in for that. Yeah. So yeah. what are you doing, Paul? You you're uh, going on a mini holiday when you uh, get out of the lodge, or are you just gonna keep keep working like you normally do?
2: Well, when I get home, I think I'm gonna three things I want to do is uh, work out, maybe learn the guitar. And practice, practice my Spanish. <laughs> That's my quarantine. <laughs> yeah, but then in my uh, off time from that, I think I'm gonna, just gonna renovate my house a little bit more. And <laughs> I have some exterior work to do, and uh, which is perfect because this snow will be melting pretty quick here, and I can get to lay in my siding and I want to put some new windows in the shop and, you know, pick away at the yard and, uh, make this, uh, make this house a little more personalized, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's about it. And then like take some strolls or take the bike out and go for a rip and, uh, in the bush and have a look for some sheds. Cause I'm in, uh, I'm into it for a bottle now. So, <laughs> so
3: got some skin in the game. I got some skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. We're on a, we're on a bottle hunt right now and, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i know it's uh bottle Meister every every deer trail what we see Oof. as
2: much like i love i love coming up here for our stints and, and doing all the work that we do and enjoy the lake enjoy everything but then always returning home is always fun because you always have a list of stuff you want to accomplish and i mean
0: and we're quarantining there too because really yeah we don't s- live around anybody else.
3: No, nope. <laughs> we're in, we're in <laughs> <permanent> <laughs> isolation over there. Yeah. So. Well, we know we know that none of us are sick. We've been up here long enough now, and yeah. we we know we can hang out and have uh, have happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> sick of the mind, yeah. maybe. What about you, Shemo? What are you gonna do when you get home? We got a big shed hunt coming. There's gonna be a uh, a shed hunt. Then we're gonna uh, maybe do a bit of yard work and this and that and all some stuff around the house. But uh, the other thing I'm excited about is some spring snow goose hunting. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I fi- I figure that the uh, the boys mm. should get get together and uh, maybe chase some some of those snow geese and you know have a little bit of fun this spring. But you know, more or less, and bear. Been, well. There's oh. bear too. I mean, coming up. more or less though that it's not going to be long it's the end of march here early april it won't be long before we're back up here we're ready to go and uh if, if all goes well boy oh boy we've got some nice surprises for everybody so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun so um depends on how long we get stuck up here at the lodge we might have another podcast for you. We've been uh, we've been rolling them out here pretty steady, but uh, you know, happy hour comes around. Seems like about once every twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, appreciate you guys joining joining in for that. And we look forward to uh, sharing some more stories. Maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. You never know. So yep. stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See ya.